0: Get that big The Miami Marlins are back in town tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. If you haven't checked us out yet, you can do so over on YouTube at 101 ESPN STL. And right now we're going out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend and the Cardinals insider for the Athletic. She is the one that reported earlier today that Hinesis Cabrera has officially been designated for assignment. She is Katie Wu, Joining us here on the show, Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Let's start there. What happened with Henesis Cabrera to lead to him being designated for assignment?
1: Yeah, let's start there, but not before we say a big hearty congratulations to you b k on becoming a dad. Baby Luca is beautiful, and I'm so happy for you and your family. well, thank you, but let's get to Cabrera <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> um. I think this is more of a sign of where the Cardinals are shifting their prerogatives going forward. But I will say it's incredibly surprising that the Cardinals opted to DFA Cabrera simply because, yes, the numbers have not been great—the ERA and the WHIP, especially—but he is a left-handed reliever with high-leverage stuff, good below, good spin, and contending teams would be willing to take a risk on him. So the Cardinals essentially could have traded him and you know they still can they have seven days to trade a player once they dfa him but it was perplexing to see that move roll out in the way that it did
0: so with that happening katie is this kind of the beginning of the end for a lot of these guys in the bullpen do you see this bullpen looking massively different in the next couple of weeks
1: absolutely um and i have talked about this before a little bit in in trade deadline pieces but bullpens relief pitchers are essentially their value is always the highest at the trade deadline especially if they're good because contending teams want those high leverage guys that have proven they've been good in a season. Relievers are so finicky. They're so up and down. You can have an all-star season in 2022 and be bottom of the barrel the following season. We've seen that with a variety of guys around the league. So if you're a contending team and you're looking to capitalize you go for the relievers at the trade deadline. Um, and Cabrera was just one of those names being talked about. Chris Stratton, Jordan Hicks, Giovanni Gallegos. I would put Ryan Helsley in there, but since he's been injured, I'm not quite sure his value would be as high. But I think right now, when you're looking at how the bullpen is being used, pay attention to roles. We saw Hennessy Cabrera fall from a high-leverage role to being used essentially uh, when the game had already more or less been decided. And I think we'll get a good glimpse of where the Cardinals value their relievers and where other teams are valuing their relievers in the next few weeks going forward.
0: Katie, when we talk about the Cardinals' trade deadline, much of the discussion is centered on the players that are pending free agents, so specifically Montgomery, Flaherty, Hicks, and DeYoung as four players that fit into that criteria. Do you think that any of those four will be back with the Cardinals in 2024? Montgomery, Flaherty, Hicks, DeYoung. any of those four?
1: Oh, this is a good question. Um, I would go, just speculation solely, if I had to wager one, it would be Montgomery. Now, we've talked a lot about the uh, Cardinals' need to trade starting pitching. Flaherty's up there, of course. Montgomery's up there, and we'll go on and on about Hicks, I'm sure. But I think there's also an argument to be made that if the Cardinals decide to not trade Jordan Montgomery and keep him and decide to... uh, offer him a qualifying offer at the end of the year that could also be a method that they use in the future i don't think they would use that same method with flarity especially given how great he's been pitching over his last four or five starts i think there's some real significant value there but i think jordan montgomery fits this team for the long haul um maybe a little bit more than flarity does and i can see the cardinals with starting pitching being so scarce um, both at the trade deadline this year and on the free agent market maybe seeing what they can do to offer Jordan Montgomery a qualifying offer. I think Montgomery likes St. Louis. I know he's a Boris guy, and historically, Scott Boris clients um, are usually encouraged to test the open waters in free agency. So it wouldn't surprise me if Montgomery ends up declining that hypothetical QO. But I can see the Cardinals taking a shot and and trying to convince Jordan Montgomery to stay because I really think he fits this club well and he enjoys being here.
0: Could you see a scenario, Katie, where they trade Montgomery and then bring him back via free agency?
1: Um, I would have to be convinced that ownership would be willing to spend that money. But we've we've heard it from John Mazzaloc, uh, that changes need to be made, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how believable this is for Cardinals fans. <laughs> that means spending a little more money. But, you know, again, I think Montgomery really fits what the Cardinals are looking for going forward. And maybe if they're willing to open the wallets a little bit more, that's a big maybe that's a big stretch. I could see them retaining him.
0: Katie Wu is our guest. You can find her work over at The Athletic. She's done some mailbags recently at The Athletic. You can also follow her on Twitter to find all of her great work at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we've been talking a little bit today about Dylan Carlson as well and how he fits in to the Cardinals, both long and short term. What is your opinion on where Dylan Carlson fits into this mix and what his future holds in St. Louis?
1: You know, I'll be be—I'll be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm a Dylan Carlson enthusiast, and how he's been used this year has been perplexing to me. I think it's, he's more or less a product of just position log jams. I mean, the Cardinals have so many outfielders, it's hard to play them every, each one every single day, and that's even with Tyler O'Neal on the injured list. But Dylan Carlson, I think, over the last year, has really gotten the short end of the stick. He was playing through an injury in the second half of 2022, already facing... Immense pressure because the front office more or less said they believed in him and he wasn't going anywhere. And now they're trying he's trying to play through an injury the whole second half. And it really impact, uh, impacted his performance. 2023, they started the season with their projected outfielder with Newbar, O'Neill, and Carlson. Of course, Jordan Walker comes up and he's going to play. Right. That was always going to be a, a consequence to one of the other outfielders if Jordan Walker came up. But throughout the 2023 season, I don't think Dylan Carlson has been given a fair shot to go out there and, and get the playing time that I think he would have on nearly any other team, including contending teams. He's athletic. He can play all three spots. I know the metrics say otherwise, but my eye test, you know, because that matters. Uh, I think that he's their best defensive center fielder, uh, not named Tommy Edmund. And I know that he's pretty split as a split, uh, uh, switch hitter. But to me, I think that also comes with a lack of consistency. He really hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities. And when he was getting everyday playing time, he spring his ankle. So for me, I think that Dylan Carlson, I'm not sure the Cardinals have a long-term view for him, but I'll go out and say it. If they do trade Carlson at the deadline because he's a valuable asset, teams are going to ask about him, it would be maybe two years before he's an all-star with that other team.
0: So speaking of roles and how they fit in, Katie, we talked earlier about Yvonne Herrera. It's pretty obvious Wilson Contreras is their guy, but the more we're seeing Yvonne Herrera, is your opinion starting to change on what his role could be moving forward?
1: Yes. This, um, the three-catcher situation is another perplexing thing this team is doing at the moment, uh, mainly because if you signed a catcher for the next five years and then proclaimed him to be their primary catcher, and all of a sudden you have two reserves, the math doesn't really check out there. Um, but at the same time, the Cardinals have been needing to see what they have in Herrera for a while. I think last year he was brought up prematurely where he wasn't necessarily ready. And both the organization and Herrera himself admitted that this year, that you know maybe he was a little rushed, he wasn't quite ready to be up. We're seeing a different Herrera, both stats-wise and behind the plate. I mean, he's that high-quality Fastball hitter, good contact. We've seen that in his at-bats. He calls a good game. He's much more aware of what's going on with his pitching staff than he was last year. There's still going to be growing pains, but I've been impressed in the limited time that we've seen Herrera. And as Ali Marmel said, he's warranted more playing time just in that short window. What that means for Contreras, maybe they will continue seeing what we've been seeing in the last couple of weeks. He'll DH some. But that complicates the matters, of course, with Brendan Donovan not being able to play the field in the middle of his throwing program. So, really, the Cardinals right now have two D.H.'s and three catchers on the roster. And what does that mean for Andrew Kisner? Because he's actually been having a really good season as well, especially offensively. So, I'm not quite sure what this means for Herrera going forward. I do know the Cardinals needed a chance to see what he had when he was ready. Um, I can't imagine them carrying three catchers in the second half. I think that would just be a waste of a roster spot. So, we're going to have to see what happens with Herrera or Kisner at this deadline. So,
0: it's going well for the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, In other words, the Cardinals have some difficult decisions to be made <laughs> that they've been putting off for, oh, I don't know, like two and a half years now. Good. Katie, we it's appreciate fine. the time. as fine. always. <laughs> <laughs> we will be reading your work over at The Athletic and following Katie on Twitter, at Katie J. Wu. Katie, enjoy the series against Miami. We'll be talking with you again next week.
1: You got it, guys. Thanks so much.